Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 1, verse 17, and it says this. This is talking about John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus. If you don't know who those names are, that's okay. You don't have to know what the names are, but we're going to read it right now. It says, He, John the Baptist, will also go before him, Jesus, in the spirit and power of Elijah. Here to do this, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. This is the last bit, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. The title of my message tonight is, Can God Use You? Can God Use You? Are you preparing yourself to be able to be used by God? Are you ready to go when God needs you? Are you ready to go to step up to the plate when God calls upon you? You know, John's mission was to get people ready, to get people prepared to be used by God. And I was really inspired on Tuesday night when Pastor Jared starts talking about this word, prepare. Prepare for what God wants to do in your life. Get prepared for what God wants to do in our church. And uh, I really, really loved it. And, and um, as he was sharing, I was, you know, thinking about that. Getting prepared for what God wants to do in your life. Getting prepared what God is going to do in the life of our church. And I just want to let you know there are big things ahead. There's big things ahead for our church, and we're coming into a season where we all need to be prepared for what God wants to do, individually and corporately as a church. And it got me thinking, have you ever had a moment where you felt unprepared? Has anyone had that? Or you've had a moment where you felt totally unprepared. Now, maybe this might speak to you. Maybe you've, you know, you know hit the jackpot and you had no qualification, but you got the job, and then you went to the job and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so unprepared for this. What the heck do I do now? Or I don't know if you've ever been like me and you're going into it, you've gone into an exam and you've done zero study. And you're oh, you're just winging it through that exam. You're so unprepared. Or maybe you're in high school at the moment or, or finishing uni and you're just about to go into the real world and you're feeling a bit unprepared for what's to come. Who else? Oh, I saw this the other day, right? Someone posted, they'll remain nameless, but you might have seen it. They said Christmas is 100 days away. Maybe just the thought of Christmas makes you, you know, get a cold sweat and thinking about feeding everyone. I don't know. We'll just leave that there, right? Or maybe through this whole 2020, you felt unprepared about what's going on. You know, COVID's here and you're like, what the heck am I going to do with my life or what is going on? Maybe you've just felt unprepared and it got me thinking, right? I had a moment last year where I felt totally unprepared, like nothing could have prepared me for what was to come. And it was the birth of twin girls. <laughs> Nothing prepares you for that, right? Any first-time parents out there, you're feeling me just like, not even twins, right? But like you feel a bit unprepared when it comes to parenthood. Like that was my greatest fear. Here's my uh, beautiful family here, Lisa, and that's Lily on the left and Charlotte on the right. You know, I was so unprepared and just throw in the fact that we're first time parents and we found out it was twins and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And then we thought, okay, we've got to, Lisa's got to come back and have the girls in Australia. 
And uh, so we planned for Lisa to come back at 26 weeks pregnant. So we'd booked that flight in and I was going to come at 33 weeks. And then we thought we'd have a few weeks of, you know, buying everything and, and, and buying the cots and getting a nursery set up and buying a pram and all of those sorts of things, right? Learning how to change a nappy, you know, bracing myself to change a pooey nappy. Like, you know, seriously, all of these things, right? Have to get prepared for. And so Lisa comes back at 26 weeks and then... She gets back and she goes for a checkup the next day and uh, she gets admitted straight into hospital. And I'm like, what's going on? And she was having you know, some different like, complications that were going on and then they released her. So then she went back the next week for a checkup and it was all good. Then the next week, because it was weekly checkups, she got admitted to a hospital again and I was like, okay, what is going on here? Is this bad? And Lisa's like, no, it's fine. Just stay in Zambia. If, if something happens, just get an emergency flight home. I said, I, you know, it takes a long time to get back, you know, from overseas. You can't just get on a flight and get there. It's like, you know, I could be a day stuck trying to get back. And so I thought, you know, I called Pastor Spencer. He's like, bro, come back now. I was like, are you sure? He's like, no, you do not want, let me tell you, you do not want to miss the birth of your child. Great wisdom from Pastor Spencer. Right, let's give him a hand. That was good. So I think I got back at like 30 weeks, right? So I changed my flight, so I got back. And Lisa and I arrived on a Tuesday. We went for a checkup on a Wednesday. They admitted Lisa straight away again. And so she was having some stuff going on, and they were like, you know, worried about Lisa's health. The girls were fine. And so then I was like, you know, maybe these girls are going to be born quite early. Like, this is 30 weeks, right? I was like, man, what is going on? I wasn't prepared for this. And then, you know, day after day, that they were like, oh, maybe in a couple of weeks' time. And, and we're like, is Lisa going to be in hospital for a couple of weeks? Anyway, I'm rambling. Basically, I got home on a Tuesday. Lisa went into hospital Wednesday. Our girls were born on the Sunday. So 31 weeks they were born and, and I got to that point and I was like, if they, they couldn't come home with us straight away, which was tough to hear at the time, but you know, they had to spend four and a half weeks in hospital in the ICU and everything was good. They're fine now. As you can see the picture, they're beautiful and they were loving praise and worship tonight. But I actually, even though it was tough, I felt so blessed now I look back because I got four and a half weeks of preparation. Like the nurses were able to teach me how to change a nappy. They, were, they gave us time to, you know, free childcare. And we were able to go out and buy like a pram and, and uh, buy some cots and buy everything we needed. Like I look back now, I can laugh, but I was able to get prepared. But there was that point where if, if I hadn't have done that, you know, I could have failed miserably in the early stages of parenthood. I could have missed that opportunity. How? Through being unprepared. You know, and as I thought about that, it's a bit like that with what God wants to do in our lives. You know, if we're not prepared and ready for what God wants to do, we can miss opportunities that present themselves. Why? Through being unprepared. You know, God's always looking for people that He can use in His kingdom. The Bible says that the, the, uh, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. So we can miss opportunities. Why? Because we're not prepared. And I want to say from the outset, prepared doesn't mean perfect. I'm not saying tonight you've got to be perfect to be used by God, but we need to be prepared, getting yourself ready for use. The word prepare means ready for use. So are you ready to be used by God tonight? Can God use you? Are you preparing for the big things to come in your own life and in the life of the church? Are you ready to go when God needs you? You know, John's mission, like I said, was to get people ready and prepared for the Lord. Are you ready to go? What, for what, uh, are you ready to go for what God has called you to 
tonight. So my first point, I've got three points. My first point tonight is, number one, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. How can you prepare yourself and be ready? I believe that the number one thing that we can do is repent and turn to God. Whether you're a believer or you're not a believer in this place, the, the, the way that you can get ready to be used by God is to repent and turn to God. You know, in that original scripture, there's another part which kind of talks about that in Matthew. In the, there's a Luke scripture, there's a Matthew scripture. It says, in those days, John the Baptist, same story. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. This word repent actually means to change your mind. You know, sometimes we think repent, oh, he's repentant, he's sorry for what he did. Actually, it means to change one's mind. What does that mean? It means you're going to turn away or, or, or feel remorse for how you were living and you're changing your mind and living a different way. You're actually changing your mind. And John's call is for people to change their mind about the way that they were living and to recognize their sin and to turn away from that and to turn to God. So a key to preparation is repentance. Having a repentant heart is key to preparing yourself to be ready to be used by God. You know, I've seen so many people over the years, 18 years now I've been in church, and, and I've been you know, on staff here at our church since 2013. I've seen so many people in that time miss the call of God on their life because they didn't have a repentant heart to God. They didn't have a repentant heart for God. They were unrepentant in their heart. And we're going to get real right now. Is that okay? You know, Christians can claim to, you know, show themselves to be religious, but a lot of the time it's people being religious with their time and ticking off, you know, their checklist of church on their calendar. You know, I've done the church thing and now I'm back to my normal life. And, you know, we, we say, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I love God and this and that, but we actually are just ticking off a box and there's no relationship with God. We have an unrepentant heart to God. To be ready to be used by God, we need to repent and stop doing things our own way, stop doing things in our own timing, in our own strength, according to our own schedule. And we need to start doing things God's way, amen, in His timing. You know, John the Baptist prepared people for Jesus by calling them to repent and to turn their hearts back to God. I want to ask you tonight, how is your heart? How's your heart? What's your heart like at the moment? Do you have a repentant heart to God, an open heart to God? Or is your heart hard? If you've got a hard heart, you cannot be used effectively in God's kingdom. It's going to get encouraging, right? I want to encourage you in this. It's a little bit real right now. We're going to get encouraging. So your heart in the Old Testament always talked about, you know, your, your emotions, your thinking, your reasoning. It's basically the center of who you are. Your heart, and the Bible says to guard your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You need to prepare your heart so that God is able to use you. Maybe you're here for the first time tonight. You're saying, well, how can I be used by God? I never even come to church. That's okay. It's the same for you. Just open your heart up to God. Have a soft heart to God. And when you invite Him in, He can change your life like He did to me August 9th, 2002, 18 years ago. My whole life has changed. I never knew about God. Pastor, it says, you know, little me, I, can't, I grew up in Heathridge. 6027, baby, that's my hood. Anyone else? 6027. Tyrone is 6027. We lived on the same street. That guy slept over my house when we were kids. 
Right, so I, you know, I come into church, my whole life has changed. Why? Because I had an open heart to God. I want to let you know if you're new with us tonight, if you've just started coming, it can be the same for you tonight. At the end of the service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to the love that God has for you as well. My second point tonight is this. Like I said, prepared doesn't mean perfect. Prepared doesn't mean perfect. Preparing to be used by God doesn't mean, you, doesn't mean you need to be perfect. God isn't looking for perfection, but prepared means you're working to become clean and pure, ready to use. It means you're actively trying to grow in your relationship with God. 2 Timothy 2.21 says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions. And the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil for honorable use. You'll be clean and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. King James Version says, prepared for every good work. You know, working to become pure is being prepared in God's kingdom. But cleaning requires effort. Right? So if we want to become pure, it actually takes effort. We can't do minimal work and expect the best outcome. There's got to be some work involved in us becoming clean for God. If you've ever had, uh, you know, in shimmer, which is a traditional Zambian dish, after making in shimmer, right, that pot is hard to clean, right? That's hard to, I, I don't know if there's a dish here, mate. I don't know it's hard to clean dishes after curry and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. But it's hard to clean things, right? It's the same for us in our lives. If you want something to, you know, Good to come out of your life. Cleaning takes a lot of effort. We can't do minimal and expect the best result. Has to be some anything worthwhile having is going to cost you something. If you want that call of God in your life, it's going to cost you something. Preparing can be costly. I remember when Lisa and I, before we went to Zambia, you know, we felt in our kitchen, Lisa just said to me, you know, one day, so I feel like God is moving us on to something new. I was like, wow, okay, I felt the exact same thing. And, and for us to think the exact same thing was, you know, like, I don't want to say it was uncommon because we, you know, agree all the time. It's a good marriage, but, you know, something like that where it was like something from God, I was like, okay, I'm leaning in here. But instead of going, okay, I'm just going to stop everything and, and just wait for this new thing to come around, we're like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to continue to serve in God's house. We're going to continue to carry the vision of what God wants to do. I was drumming in the praise and worship team. Lisa was in hospitality. I was serving in college. We were running a connect group or connect groups. Lisa was helping with the wrap it up with the Christmas hampers. We were like, we're going to continue to serve, prepare, get ready for God to use us. And then in His timing, He will bring it around. Three months later, Pastor Spencer calls me, says, hey, we'd love to have a chat. Him and Pastor Jared say, hey, we would love for you to move to Zambia. I was like, why? To help with the church? They're like, no, to lead the church. Whoa. You know, that three months or four months, you know, it was costly because we didn't know what was going to happen, but we just kept preparing ourselves for what God wanted to do. You know, we weren't perfect, but we were prepared. We were ready. We were ready to do what God had called us to do. You know, work to be prepared, don't work to be perfect. My last point this morning, this morning, so used to preaching in Zambia, right? We don't have a night service, but uh, tonight, tonight is don't give up. You know, sometimes preparation can feel like nothing is happening. You're preparing yourself, but nothing is happening. Maybe you're carrying the vision now and you feel like nothing is happening. 
I want to let you know when you're preparing that preparation season can either make you or break you. And it's up to you and you alone how you get through that season. So don't give up. Preparation is usually a time of growing your character. So don't forget what's on the other side. If you can prepare well, don't give up. God can use you and move you into the next major phase that He has for your life. Now, I really believe that God can use situations to prepare you before He can promote you. He prepares you, prepares you before He promotes you. Usually God promises something. There's a process where you're preparing and then He promotes you. We cannot dictate the promise. We don't dictate the promotion when it happens. All we can do is worry about what we do in the preparation time. I want to encourage you, how are you handling this season of getting prepared? Start preparing your heart now. Start preparing your life now. Continue to serve. Continue to grow. And God will bring about the promotion. So don't give up. Don't rush the process. We can't dictate like I said. We just need to be prepared and ready to be used by God. Are you willing to keep going and prepare and not give up? Are you willing to allow your character to grow through the preparation stage? Like that picture you saw of me, the guns, they were Pastor Eli's guns, all right? They weren't my guns. They were Pastor Eli's guns, all right? Pastor Eric shows that picture. I'm just going to keep saying that's Pastor Eli's guns. He led me down that path, all right? But I remember when I was a young rascal, right? Pastor Jared having conversations with me. And we won't go into detail what Pastor Jared said, but they were some tough conversations. And I could have gave up. I could have said, no, I'm not doing that. That's too hard. You can't speak to me like that. And I could have, you know, given up. Said, no, this is too hard. I'm not, I'm not preparing and waiting and, 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 and waiting all this time. But I'm so glad that I did not give up. I kept preparing. I took on what Pastor Jared said. I took on what my leaders said. Because if I had never listened to Pastor Jared, I would never have married Lisa, would have never have moved to Zambia, never would have had my amazing girls. I'm getting emotional. Nothing would have happened if I didn't listen and if I hadn't have given up. If If I gave up, sorry, I never would have walked into the life that God had for me. I want to let you know tonight that God has got an incredible plan and purpose for your, night, for your life as well. And like I said, if you're a believer in this place, if you've been coming to this church for a long time or you just started coming and you're, you're passionate about God, I want to say, keep going, keep preparing, keep getting yourself ready to be used by God. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.